0: Welcome to the Weekend Sports Buzz here on 1450 WXVW. I am Kelly Patrick, alongside my dynamic duo co-hosts of Mike Gandolfo and the lovely Ashley Miller coming at you this morning from 10 until noon, talking all things in the world of sports. Primarily this morning, the talk of the town here in the Louisville Southern Indiana market is indeed, shockingly, college basketball.
1: Absolutely. No
2: way. I
1: mean, Louisville... Looked amazing yesterday. I, I just and it's coming from a, a very, very biased, can, can we very <laughs> biased UK fan. No, I, but I, I respect just basketball. Kidding. I you know? know. I'm just kidding. Just teasing you. Bro. And I just uh, you know, especially very much enjoyed watching Quentin and Anton Golly. go nuts yesterday. What yeah.
0: a good. I mean, it's it's almost as if Wait the body language. Wait
2: a minute, Ashley. Wait a do, minute. What do, what do you have? You will not talk about Quentin and Anton Gill without giving my cousin.
1: <laughs> Mascara?
2: <laughs> Without giving Wayne? him the respect he deserves for Well, that uh, game. I'm just
1: going with the guys that play in the Derby Classic. By Mascara. Okay. Oh, okay. okay. I got gotcha. you. Now, Wayne would have played in the Derby Classic, except he uh, he hurt his shoulder right before. And Derby he played Classic. in the McDonald's he All-Star played. Game. and did and he that's not. Where he, that's where he kind of got hurt. Or he didn't re-hissered. play in the Jordan Game, did he? No. He played McDonald's. He was going into the McDonald's Game injured. Tried to play. Kind of made it worse. And then that's when he shelved it. So.
0: That was four years ago. And wow. Wow. Uh, looking over the last four years, who would have Wayne. predicted Wayne would still be at Louisville? Would His career would have unfolded like this. A very successful collegiate career, keep in mind you. In terms of wins. In terms of wins. In terms of uh, oh yeah, winning a national championship and yeah, being a starter. A, and... He's
1: still not what everyone thought he was going to no, be. No, th- and that's my this point. This is a guy who was the Chicago Player of the Year over Anthony Davis. Amazing, best player in the world, Anthony Davis. Well, not the best, but probably the top five. I'd say he's the best player in the world, in my opinion. When healthy, yeah. right now, well, no, I'm, I'm not going to. He's in there. He's definitely in the conversation. So, regardless, body language, chemistry, passing the ball.
0: Running an, an offense, ter- deflections. There's so many different angles we could take on this win yesterday on the road over Leonard Hamilton and the Florida State Seminoles, I, which is a tough place to play. I
1: mean, this historically, is, this the, is the a, crowd
0: didn't really show up too much <laughs> yesterday.
1: But it's still, I mean, that's a after that Georgia Tech game. Florida State's definitely a better team than Georgia Tech. You have to, you would have to think that. Oh man, this could be this could have been a long, long day, and then they showed up. But I find it interesting how Rick. Reverts back when his back is against the wall. He reverted back to more of that pressing fast break style, which Louisville struggled in the fast break all year long. Mm-hmm. And but they've got the. I mean, when you got a guy who's as fast as Montrez, it's better to put him. I mean, how awesome was he in the break yesterday? How awesome was Montrez in the fast break yesterday? Yeah,
2: because he runs the floor like nobody else,
1: and he's going to outrun most force that he plays against. So you got to get him in the floor, floor, and let him. And, and you know, then you got. I think Anton's more comfortable that way. Terry's more comfortable that way because uh, that's how they played in high school. I, I just feel like uh, you saw Rick, and I thought for a second we were going to see him like just say, all right, I can either decide to go with six guys or I can decide to just go with nine and start playing Jalen Johnson. Shaquan Aaron didn't get in the game yesterday at all, mm-hmm. did he? I think he played a little bit. Uh, and then, um, you know, is he just going to say, okay, we'll let these guys play through these mistakes, almost like he did with those early Kentucky teams? The Patinos, Bombinos guys, where they just pressed and just jacked up shots. Not to that extreme, but the, I thought from the press standpoint, the fast break standpoint, it was. Mm. Even guys like Mango seem to run the well, the floor really well. Really yeah. well. I mean, yeah.
0: that, if nothing else, <laughs> and, and Mango's caught a lot of flack as of late, but right, if, really if yeah. nothing else, he can run the floor, and he can mix things up and apply pressure on the other team. He can block shots. He, can, um, he had nine rebounds yesterday. I mean, he, he's a very active player who's prone to making very dumb plays, nonetheless. Very very hit or miss with Mango, but yesterday he had a great game. In 21 minutes, he had nine rebounds, six points, two assists, no turnovers. So a solid showing from Mango. Jalen Johnson and Shaquan Aaron, two freshmen who are inevitably going to be leaned on heavily next season, played three minutes apiece. So they didn't play much. Um, Anton Gill, in 12 minutes... Four for four, baby, for three. Four for four from three, five for five overall from the field. Managed to foul out. I mean, one of the more interesting <laughs> stat lines that you can uh, really imagine in 12 minutes of play, foul out he minutes. got his money's worth.
1: He, <laughs> he definitely did. Uh, the one other thing I like to, to point out is that, uh, you know, you're doing this in the face of adversity. And I think no matter if you're a UK fan, UofL fan, IU fan, whenever you see a team face adversity and rise up to the occasion. It's always a great thing, yeah. and uh, it, it was a lot of fun to watch, and I know I mean they had a, and they had a very dominating performance over you know a team uh, maybe they're not a, it's a tournament team, but it was a, definitely a danger place to win. It might not be as impressive a performance as like what happened in Lexington yesterday, but it was still a, a really impressive performance.
2: <laughs> <laughs> of course he had to throw that in.
1: Well in all honesty, I, I, was, I didn't get to sit and
0: watch every second of the UK Arkansas game because it was a uh, blowout from the it beginning. was a blowout from the beginning, and Arkansas is clearly the second-best team in the SEC. Mm-hmm. It was at Rub, keep in mind. Nonetheless, it, it was a very impressive victory for a Kentucky team that appears to be hitting on all cylinders. Headed. I mean, this is
1: unprecedented territory, even for guys like Cal, right? I mean, this is uh, – well, he had that one Memphis team, I guess, that went – pretty deep before they lost their this
0: first is the game. the longest any UK teams ever
1: went yeah there, no UK teams winning this college United.
0: basketball program in, in the the yeah. history of college basketball this is the furthest into a season they've went without losing a game so right. there's much much on the line headed into the the uh, end of the season SEC tournament and um, NCAA tournament for this Kentucky team is it almost like and I'm getting a sense that people aren't talking about it quite as much as is warranted? Is it like a perfect game or a no hitter, Mike? Where you're a catcher or you're somebody on the, the in the dugout, and you don't want to mention it to your to the
1: guy who's pitching? I think it's kind of goes back to like when they had the expectations last year that faltered forty and 0. early, yeah. right? And I just feel like you know, so that kind of humbled some people. So um, you know, people aren't talking about it because, and honestly, if am I going to be upset if they lose in the SEC tournament and still win the national championship? Absolutely not. Is there still that possibility that they and I, and I still honestly believe it? You know, it's not going to be a if they play a, someone that they're focused in on a Duke or whoever else that you know they're taking as a serious opponent. I'm not worried about that team. I'm worried about the team that's kind of lurking in that, you know, the four or five game, for example, that might sneak up and bite them more so than the the two seed. I don't, I, or the, I'm playing another one.
0: The weekend sports buzz every Sunday on the air from 10 until noon here on 1450 WXVW, the only locally owned sports radio station in the city of Louisville. Got great action here on the the CBS and Yahoo Sports affiliate, uh,
1: 1450. Hey, are we gonna do a are we gonna do a bracket challenge for our listeners? You think we can put that together? I'm sure we can. Got to talk to Dugan. Yeah. Get yeah. get Hinks bracket in there. See how he does. <laughs>
2: I want Hank to call in today. Hank will call to in today. About Mantra's Hi, had Montrez had a Black big
0: game, too. Yeah. yeah. I don't think he's going to be suggesting any of the uh, feminine. Oh, I'm sure he still will. Okay. He'll find a way, yeah. Of course. He the, will. We, <laughs> the Weekend Sports Buzz is brought to you by Brandon J. Lawrence, personal injury attorney. Call 502 587 0041 to reach Brandon, the best personal injury attorney in the city of Louisville. The Oxmoor Ford Lincoln Buzzline Line is 502 384 1450. We're 48 days off from the Kentucky Derby, the first not Saturday.
2: the Derby. The, the I'm uh, sorry.
1: The uh, Thunder over Louisville.
0: Thunder over Louisville. Yeah. How many days are we off from the first Saturday? So what?
1: That's three weeks before Derby. Can somebody do the math for me? 69 first 69 days. 69 days. 69. 69. There we go. Oh, okay.
2: <laughs> Meanwhile, Brandon J. Lawrence, our awesome sponsor, just Facebooked us and said that Livingstone College men's basketball won the CIAA championship in Charlotte last night. Huh.
1: Who is uh, Livingston College? Should I know that? I don't know. <laughs> okay.
2: Okay. It was Brandon serious? can
1: have call in and educate us. I'm yeah, sure. we yeah were,
2: Brandon, call in and tell us.
1: A maybe maybe that's like – I, I know Bra-
2: scoop.
0: Brandon played college football at a, at a small school somewhere. Maybe that's where he played. Maybe. We'll, we'll get to hear from Brandon later in the show. Oxmoor, Ford Lincoln, Buzzline, 502-384-1450. Anything you want to get in on this morning, give us a call. We're going to head to the Buzzline now. We have our man Brian the Insider on the line with us. How you doing this morning, Brian? Good morning, Kelly
3: and Ashley and Mike. How's everybody doing this good
0: morning?
1: Good morning. We're doing great, man.
3: Great. Yeah, I wanted to congratulate Mike. Uh, watched the Kentucky game and very, very impressive. Uh, Arkansas looked good, but boy, they, they should have never tried to run up and down the court with the Cats but because that, the
1: Cats really shined. That's Arkansas's game, though. I mean, that, that right, that's the right. problem really with that matchup is that they're kentucky light, you know, and so they're a really good team, but they do everything well that Kentucky just does better. So – they were kind of in a really bad situation. I wouldn't, I'm almost more worried about this Georgia game than I would be about that Arkansas game. So, yeah,
3: it's on the road. So, but, uh, but to chime into what you guys were talking about, the cards look great. They look like a team. Uh, it was just so good to see and hats off to all the Cardinals for their effort. Wayne, Ashley, you're right. Wayne looked fantastic, and uh, I think he's the X factor going forward, but a lot of props to Patino keeping the team focused, and it was a very, very impressive win and very exciting to see the way they played. Quentin Snyder, it was just very, very good. Hey, I called to talk about the Derby, and uh, Ashley, I got good news for you.
2: There's a Philly.
3: There's a Philly. Yay. that's going to try to go into the Derby. Her name's Take Charge Brandy. Uh, she was the Breeders' Cup Juvenile Phillies winner at 61 to 1 for mm-hmm. D Wayne last uh, fall. She went on and got the Eclipse uh, Award for the top Philly two year old. Uh, she's trained by D Wayne Lucas, who did win the 1988 Derby with a Philly name Winning Colors. Uh, and I love it. They're going to they're gonna point her towards the Rebel. She's already got f- fourth in the standings for the Oaks, so she looks like she's a lock to qualify to get into the Oaks, and they are going to try to get her into the Derby, and yeah. I love it. I think it's fantastic. The
1: Rebel at Oaklawn Park, two weeks from yes. yesterday. So,
3: yep. A- and we'll see if we can change her name to Take Charge Ashley, if that <laughs> hey, all happens. Hey, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> But they're kind of quiet right now. We had, uh, the, the weather has really affected a lot of the tracks. Gulfstream had to cancel half their card yesterday. They had to swale on there. It wasn't a derby point, but it could, somebody could develop out of there. Oaklawn and they had great racing down at Oaklawn's had a horrible bout with the weather. So a lot of, uh, a lot of cancellations in the world of horse racing. But uh, next weekend, uh, there's three 50-point derby preps, the Gotham at Aqueduct, the San Felipe, at Santa Anita, and the Tampa Bay Derby, which is a very, very good prep race for the Kentucky Derby. So those are all 50-point races. End of uh, of March starts the 100-point racing season, which is the big-time stuff, you know, the Florida Derby, uh, the Bluegrass, uh, the Arkansas Derby. So it is really going to start heating up right now. Two of the traditional trainers, Bafford sitting with a loaded hand. He's got Dortmund, an American per, uh, pharaoh, and then uh, Pletcher, he, he, uh, who, who kind of surprised yesterday in the John Battaglia turfway, uh, the Great War, who was a one to five, finished last and supposedly bled pretty heavily from the lungs. So uh, Pletcher had another horse, Royal Sun, win it, and Pletcher's just uh, unbelievably loaded. He's got Upstart, Carp DM daredevil competitive edge he's got he's got a unique problem and he can't he's he's got to really schedule these horses mike to find places where they don't run against each other and he may get he may have half the field between him and baffert they'll certainly have half the field in the derby which is very very unusual but uh it's really heating up guys i tell you it's uh
1: it's interesting to see how this derby field is going to shape up you know what's kind of interesting too is we usually have contenders start to drop out get injured or something like that right around here and that didn't really seem to happen yet. So, um, no, good point. It's, it's yeah, going to be interesting to see if we can have like a, a big field of contenders get be racing towards the uh, first Saturday in May.
3: And I tell you what, this first Saturday in May with the with the fight, and I, lo- I love your hour before with the fight stuff. So, with this pacquiao Mayweather fight on May second, it's it's there is already talk that this could be. One of the biggest betting days uh, outside the Super Bowl in the history of sports. So I mean, this is this derby with having that fight later on in the night is really
1: shaping up as as a huge derby. What do we got to do to get wide open? What do we got to do to get Churchill Downs to show the Pacquiao fight on that big screen? What do we got to do? do (laughs) (laughs) That would be awesome, right? In the
2: future, to get fights like that in the Yum.
1: Yeah. Well, you know, they tried something like that with Freedom Hall with Tyson, but Freedom Hall and Yum Center,
2: two different two different places. But that would be amazing.
3: Speaking of the Yum Center, did anyone see Patino's uh, press conference yesterday? At the end of it, one of the uh, interviews, a guy asked Patino, said, well, now you're going to go into the tournament and you got to play a couple games in the Yum Center. Patino said, we don't get to play in the Yum yeah. Center Kentucky guys, did you see that, Mike? That funny. I didn't see funny it, shoes. but I
1: mean, that's obviously someone who doesn't understand how, how it all works. So
3: yeah, the team and actually, no.
1: Kentucky will get to play there. We we get to play somewhere in the Pacific Ocean. That's serious. the one way that the Yum Center. That. It's so not fair. That's the one way the Yum yeah. Center has actually kind of hurt Louisville because uh, Rupp Arena doesn't get these things as much anymore because it's all going to Louisville, and uh, so you know it's hard for I don't I don't even know if Rupp's on the schedule anytime soon for Louisville well, to have that kind of home court advantage. So. Well, I tell you,
3: I, I went uh, I went to uh, Rupp for the first time this year and saw him win by, I think, 59 against Missouri. And I sat up with a buddy way up top, and I tell you, they need to do something with Rupp. It looked bad. You couldn't see. I couldn't see the score. The TVs looked like little black and whites, nine-inch black and whites in a corner. I mean, uh, Kentucky fans deserve a definitely renovated – a rep Arena, and they won't get anything until they do that, but man, the ceiling might me be of the way that Freedom Hall looked in the last few years uh, when Louisville was playing there before the Yum Center opened. Hey, one last thing, guys. I know you got a busy schedule. I want to give some shouts out to my Indiana Pacers. You know, Albert. there was injuries, but in the last week, they beat Golden State. Of course, didn't have Steph Curry, and then for the second time in about two weeks, they beat the Cavs. Now, didn't have LeBron or it didn't have uh, um, Kyrie, but they, they are slowly getting back into that eight spot with a very depleted roster. A lot of these guys I don't even know, but Frank Vogel, I tell you, who's a Kentucky grad, a Patino assistant, or not a Patino assistant, came up to P- Patino while he was there. He was Patino's manager
1: is what it was. Yeah,
3: yeah, and I think he's making a strong case for Coach of the Year if they can get into <laughs> uh, the 7th or 8th spot.
1: What do you think about him as a future candidate to replace Patino? Wow. Oh, I love it! Yeah. I think he's fantastic. There you girl. go. I love it. no one ever really it. talks about that. We were talking about that last night with a couple of other buddies and uh, potential he, candidates to replace Patina whenever you know. Not that he's going anywhere. I just you know.
0: Sure, you know who came up in conversation. I, I was talking with somebody the other day. Possibly Archie Miller.
1: Well, that's we the wow, two the two down. choices that we said would be number would be Marshall and Miller. Archie really? Miller and, and, and Mar- not, not Sean Miller, but you said Archie no, no way Sean Miller's leaving Arizona for Louisville. Sure. I mean remember Lute Olson back in the day wouldn't leave Arizona to go to Kentucky. I mean it's just not it's you know Arizona's a good gig. Yeah, it's a good gig. Yeah. It's a great gig.
3: The job Archie Miller's done up at Dayton is is really they they had a big road win against VCU yesterday. Huge. They've got seven scholarship players. They kicked their two six nine forwards off the team. I went to a Dayton game this past week uh and and they had they started four guards and a forward. That's crazy. When was the last time you saw that? And they won by about 20. So, uh, very impressive job. But, uh, hey, I appreciate being on the show. We'll pull for take charge Ashley in the Rebel. Yeah. And uh, <laughs> look forward to listening to the rest of the show, guys. Thanks, Thank Brian, you very man.
0: much, Brian. We appreciate everybody getting involved this morning. Very active phone lines. Oxmoor Ford Lincoln Buzz Line, 502-384-1450. We're going to head back to the buzz lines now. We have... Who, who, a caller who's going by a concerned fan. How are you doing this morning?
4: Hey, guys. How are you doing?
0: We're doing well.
2: Doing well. Good morning.
4: <laughs> good, good. Long time no talk. I'm back at it. I'm I, Great game last night by the Cardinals. We put a beat down on a mediocre Florida State squad, and we showed them what's up. We put them in their role, and we're just we're, we're on. Quentin Snyder, he is just the man from Ballard. And I, I like the way we're going out of Chris Jones off this ball team. What about
1: you? Well, I definitely think it's a good look for them to, to get up and down the floor, and uh, you know, it's team ball. This I, is yeah, the, this yeah. is the Cardinal team that we all love, Louisville. I have a feeling, though, this is not a Cardinal fan. What do you think? I don't
0: care. He's no? making good points. Right. Louisville, Louisville first. This is a team. I like that it. it's it's ran now by someone who not only is a facilitator and a true point guard in Quentin Snyder, but is a local kid and has a local flavor. I draw a parallel between this team who is projected currently as a four seed, and the 2005 team who had a starter in, in Larry O'Bannon as a local kid. Yeah, but this is... This is they, they play team ball. This is a better team than that
1: 2005 team, I'd say. I'll tell you what. Uh, the other thing, too, is, is Q looking better right now than maybe Peyton Siva looked as a sophomore? God,
2: possibly. Ashley, what do you think of that? I think so. I was Peyton Siva as a sophomore was not very good. So, I mean, the season was, for where it,
1: Q can go, and I, I guarantee you, Quentin is in the gym every opportunity he gets. He's working out.
0: A, a, a concerned fan, tell me, how far do you see this Cards team going in the tournament?
4: I mean, I gotta be realistic. I'm thinking Sweet 16 at most. We're just, you know, we got a good ball team. We got make it Wayne Black here. We got Terry Bucket's Rogier, and then Montrezl. We're a good ball team, but we're I'm concerned, Kelly. Next year, we're gonna be down. We're missing everything. We're losing everything. We got Quentin only. What are we gonna do, buddy?
1: No they will be all right I,
0: I think that this game yesterday is a testament to Rick Bettino and his greatness in the fact that he develops players it 's a constant um, it 's a constant debate I have with my friends who are u k fans. Rick develops players. does he develop them into nba all stars at this stage of his career? No Cal
1: just does it faster, so
0: cal does. <laughs> Cal is a great coach, Hall of Fame
1: coach. He, he, will, comp- be, he will be in April. Yeah, he had a very contrasting style hey, to Ray. Hey.
0: Hey.
4: Kelly, why do you got to bring up Cal? Is that all you all think about over there in the Car Nation? Is just them Wildcats? Hey, we're just having a good little conversation here.
2: Why I you appreciate put Cal that. Into the mix? I really appreciate that. I'm out. I'm
0: done with this show. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you very much for the call. Thank you very much. Good stuff. Um, but in all seriousness, he brings up some good points. This is a true team. Rick develops players. Look at you. Now, wait, minute,
1: wait, wait, wait. We we got one game that, to make us think that. Yeah. I mean, but it, a, an it, impressive road it, victory one I wouldn't have been surprised if we lost. Exactly. And I agree with all that stuff, but let's let's see how it progresses. Uh and see what kind of momentum they can carry through. We're going to learn a lot about this Louisville team next week. The they they got to play Notre Dame and they got to play Virginia. And those are two games at home. home. At home, and they got to get one of those wins.
0: Virginia's missing
1: one of their hey, big, best guys. Yeah. The
2: good thing about the way they played yesterday is that they did it without a great game from Terry Rozier, which isn't going to happen. He did have nine assists and base. six
0: steals. He's a stat stuffer. Terry Rozier is the type guy that Rick loves. In that, even if he doesn't score, he didn't have a point in the first half. He keeps playing. He keeps playing. Six
2: steals, nine
0: assists. He is. I mean, I loved his body language yesterday and his energy. And he is not going to go scoreless
2: in another half, most likely the rest of the season.
0: No, he's not. So it's
2: to add his um, offense scoring into what they did yesterday is very potentially scary for teams that aren't really thinking Louisville has a shot.
1: I mean, do you, as a loyal fan, do you want Louisville and Carolina in that? Head-to-head head for that, one, that last uh, double buy in the ACC tournament. Would you, as a loyal fan right now with this team being going through this transition, would you want that double buy or would you rather have almost have that warm-up game?
2: Nope. I want the double buy.
1: What do you think, Cal? You still want to focus
0: on trying to win the ACC if possible? Yeah, you know, but a lot of those double buy teams don't yeah. traditionally do that well. So, so you're making the argument, Mike, let me clarify and make sure that I, I'm understanding your, your case you're making. That being that Louisville Cardinals right now are in a a state of transition, and they are developing players, and in particular the quarterback, the point guard, maybe they need a little bit more time to get get ready ready for the actual NCAA tournament where we know coaches and and programs are truly evaluated. Well,
1: but in that double-by game, you're going to be playing a team that's really good, right? There's no real—you're going to be the the top— In the ACC, yeah. yeah. And so, if you get that one game ahead, where it's the twelve best teams in the ACC, and you're playing one of those teams that's nine through twelve, or nine through, you know, fourteen or whatever it is, I, I just think I would rather have that that one game in the ACC tournament to kind of get everyone kind of this is what it's about before I go into a, a super huge game and um, and get that play. I don't know. I it's an, it's it's an interesting argument, but when you got when you're relying on a freshman point guard, I think that extra game might be actually good for him. I. But they're a game up on North Carolina for that four spot, so it's going to be... They'd have to lose out, and Carolina's... Even if Carolina splits, I think Louisville might even still have the tiebreaker. I'm not really sure. So, um, we'll have to see. Yep. But...
2: I mean, I think for the sake of them breaking and practicing and those types of things, which they've had a considerable amount of time off in the past week, I think that fared well for them in this last game. So... Although, I'd like to see them still have the double buy, so they could properly prepare and we practice. Go. We're, going back to practice. The line. We're going back
1: to
0: the Buzzline? We're going back to the Oxmoor-Ford Lincoln Buzzline, 502 384 We've actually got a caller on the line. Tyler, how are you doing this morning, Tyler? What's going on, fellas?
1: <laughs> hey, Tyler. How's it going?
0: And ladies.
2: <laughs> Good morning, Tyler. You sound
1: like you use that term loosely. Is that That's true, Tyler? Much. Okay.
4: All right. Well, all right. Not I had like to me. Me a call. I'm, I'm, I'm tired of this. I'm tired of it. Mike. Kentucky fans, Ashley, Kentucky fans, let's unite here. This is the greatest time of college basketball history. For fans to be able to watch what we're doing, continue to do what we're doing, with 11 more games, including you, Mr. Patrick, to get to watch this is special. You all are tuning in to watch the Cats who are on page for 40-0. Forty, and, 0.
1: 40 and, 0. and in my
4: opinion, this run of Calipari era is the run right behind UCLA, it's the greatest college basketball since then and possibly ever in the future.
1: yeah, the, uh, the greatest basketball season in college basketball history we could be, we could be witnessing right now. It's, it's possible.
0: Tyler, it's tough to argue it's with awful. that. There's no
1: question about it. Um, uh, what was it, 76
0: that it happened? 76, yep. 76, Bobby Knight and the Indiana Hoosiers went undefeated. Who do you, what type of team do you see prov- providing Kentucky with matchup problems? headed into not only the SEC tournament, but also the NCAA tournament? Would it be a a program like Arizona or maybe Gonzaga that you could see uh, possibly ending this run for the Cats, Tyler?
2: No, not at all.
4: The only team that's going to cause problems for Kentucky is the blue or the white squad. They're playing against themselves. If they come out and play their game, they're going to beat whoever's on the court. I don't care who it is. Duke has Jalil Okafor. He's a good player. They can hit a couple threes, but their bench is terrible. They got like, Brian Porter coming off the bench. But, well, I mean, they're terrible. Uh, I'm not worried about Wisconsin. They beat them last year. Same squad. Kaminsky's a good ball player. He wouldn't be able to match up with Collis hands. Or Willie really time? Way too athletic. Way too big for him. Strong for him. Uh, Kelly, it's it's Kentucky versus Kentucky for 40-0. There we
1: go. Okay. Hey, thanks, Tyler. Thank you
0: very much for the call, hey. Tyler. Once again, Oxmoor, Ford Lincoln, Buzzline, 502-384-1450. He brings up some solid points there. No question about it.
1: Are we going to we – got a, a guest getting ready to come on. We do. we got uh, our, so, our guest
0: getting ready to come on. So we
1: need, do we break first? We do. Let's go to a break. We're yeah. going to be on the other side of this break. We're going to have an NBA draft expert, Wes Hinton, talking about the uh, NBA prospects, who's Kentucky going to lose, what's going to go on with Terry Rozier and Montrez Harrelson. We've talked a lot about a lot. What about the guys at IU? The top uh, James Blackman and Yogi Ferrell not getting a lot of love. Uh, Let's we'll see what's going on. We'll be right back on the Weekend Sports Bus. Don't
5: believe me, just watch. Don't believe me, just watch.
4: Hey, 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 oh. Stop. Wait a minute my cup cuz some nigga in it
0: take a sip sign the check holy get the stretch right to Harlem, hollywood jackson mississippi if we show up we gon show out smoother than a fresh grass skipping <laughs> Welcome back to the Weekend Sports Buzz here on 1450 WXVW. Every Sunday from 10 until noon. Was that Eddie Murphy? Eddie Murphy. Party all the time. <laughs>
1: wow. some reason, I really like that song. Were you even born when that song came out? I
0: don't know. <laughs> Middle. Let's see. I'll he, tell you.
1: That's when he went through that Michael Jackson phase where he tried to like dress like Michael Jackson <laughs> with a big Rick, shoulder. Did everybody know? Yeah, it? I guess so. Rick James is in this video. Yeah? Yep. Rick James. Rick James.
0: We're the Weekend Sports was brought to you by Brandon J. Lawrence, personal injury attorney. Call 502-587-0041 to reach Brandon, the best personal injury attorney in the city of Louisville. We appreciate all the support that Brandon sends our way and, and allowing us to be on the air each week. We have a guest lined up. We have Wes Hinton of NBADraft.net on the line with us. How are you doing this morning, Wes?
1: I'm doing good. How are you all doing? Uh, we're doing well. Wes, thanks for joining us on the air. It's Mike. Um, no problem. I had to sneak out of church, but I think our uh, pastor understands. It's marching state of Kentucky. Talk a little basketball. <laughs> Absolutely, for sure. So uh, let's start out. We're gonna. I want to start with the Louisville Cardinal prospects for the NBA draft coming up, and the two big ones obviously, are, are Terry Rozier and uh, Montres Harrell. I feel like. They started out with the with a with a subpar schedule. Both those and Terry's coming off a great summer where he looked really good in in the Adidas Nations and stuff like that. Really kind of coming in with a lot of momentum, and they both had first great halves of the season. But then ACC play comes around, both those guys kind of taking a dive.
6: Yeah, um, Rozier, his draft stock was extremely high after LeBron James and Adidas Nations. This summer, you know, he's so smooth. He can score in a variety of ways. But you know, yesterday you saw—I believe he was three of thirteen. Um, the outside shots got to get more consistent. Also, he's got point guard size, but he's not a point guard. You know, he's—he's—he's he's, he's a scorer. Uh, a comparison that I've heard recently—that is actually of a player from around here, even though he wasn't didn't have a great season when he was at Kentucky—is Archie Goodwin. You know, they're both a little undersized. They both excel in transition and get into the basket. And uh, he's actually became a pretty good NBA rotation guy. But uh, our website currently has Terry at 16th. However, um, I could see him anywhere from 20 to 30. Uh, I believe he's still in the first round. But, yes, his stock has taken a little bit of hit once ACC play
1: started. There's a lot of your competitors that feel like he's dropped out of the first round. And is there an argument for him to come back? No, no. Um, I've, for multiple people,
6: it's been known around here that he is not planning on staying in the college more than two years. And while I think it would benefit his game, I would say more than likely him and Montrez both will be going. Um, as far as Montrez, you know, he's an energy guy. He's athletic. I think there's always going to be a spot for him in a rotation in the league. However, the outside shot's improved, but whatever be to the point where he can pick and pop, I doubt it, um, is the passing. You know, when he passes out of the high post, is it more mango and those guys not being able to catch him and finish, or is it more him struggling as a passer? Um, a comparison i thought of, and actually a guy we know Patino loves, is Kenneth Farid. You know, a hustle guy who's going to finish around the basket, block some shots, but in order to be Kenneth Farid, he's got a rebound on both ends. At a higher clip. You know, he's got an average 10-plus rebounds. But I still see Montrez in the late lottery. Um, that could continue to go up uh, if he has a good ACC
1: tournament and NCAA run. Did he make a mistake by coming back? Hold on. I couldn't, I couldn't hear you. A little staticky. Did he make a mistake by coming back?
6: Um, <laughs> being able to attend college games, I know there was multiple things that would have took him I heard from scouts, GMs, in the first round, of, here go. However, I think it would be somewhere 20 to 30. Um, he will definitely be late lottery teams. So I don't think he made a mistake, but those things he did need to work on, I'm not sure how much he improved in those areas.
1: All right, before we go on to the University of Kentucky, we'll we'll briefly touch on IU. Um, I think IU fans are going to be kind of happy because they're two top players, Yogi and James Blackman, are really nowhere to be seen on draft boards, so they, they almost have to come back and and keep that great guard play going at Indiana because I, I uh, Yogi's got one more year. Um, Troy Williams really seems to be the only IU prospect being kind of targeted by the NBA draft. Is there a chance that he goes, or could could you see him coming back?
6: I would think there's a strong chance Troy Williams leaves. Um, he really needs some weight, but I don't know if his frame's going to allow for that. But he's freakishly athletic. He's playing at a high level right now. His shot's improving. Um, He's a guy that definitely has high upside, best basketball probably ahead of him. As far as the other two, you're right. I mean, the way James Blackman shoots the ball, I think eventually, you know, he will be on the NBA radar, definitely. But him and Yogi are both so undersized. And, I mean, Yogi's got the heart of a champion, and he would be a guy that I wouldn't be surprised to be a second-round pick you know, after his senior year and going to summer league and play well and make the team. But, you know, as of now, those guys definitely need to come back. And you're right, if they did, they would be arguably the best returning backcourt in the country. But those guys need to come. for Williams, right now, definitely hovering around the late first-round area.
1: Okay, so let's go on then. The big question is, how many people is Kentucky going to lose? And uh, think, go ahead. I think definitely...
6: Five to six. I think you have three, potentially four lottery picks. Um, Claude Town is going to be in the discussion for number one. Um, when you compare him and Okafor, currently he's playing a little bit better than Jaleel. Uh, they've been compared him in the past. And right now, all Okafor really has advantage wise around him is footwork and the ability to score around the basket. But Towns is more athletic. He's a better defender. He has better range. So I believe that number one pick will, you know, come down to him or Okafor or potentially, you know, our local kid, D'Angelo Russell. But Towns is definitely gone. He's stepped his game up in so many ways. Uh, Willie, Willie uh, will be a lottery pick. Um, him and Montrez have similarities, in they're good enough and athletic enough that teams are going to take a chance on them late in the lottery. But offensively, I doubt either one will ever be a double-figure scorer in the NBA. Um, The other two potential lottery guys would definitely be Devin Booker, who's cooled off the last four or five games, but he was just on a tear. And, uh, you know, NBA people have been liking him since the McDonald's All-American game. I had the pleasure of being there and seeing him practice against some of these guys and um, really made me question his ranking because he was better than so many guards ranked ahead of him. But um, And the other guy, Trey Lyles, you know, the last two games, he's played like a lottery pick.
1: Yeah, he's been awesome.
6: He's been awesome. And, I mean, he's hitting that mid-range shot. Yesterday, he was even guarding Michael Qualls, which the question on Lyles is his athleticism, and he was guarding one of the most athletic players in the country. It almost shut him down. So, you know, he's a guy that I I really believe right now his stock is soaring and I don't see any way he comes back.
1: Well, from my sources, (laughs) my sources in Indiana and around his hometown tell me that he's basically got everything already set up. Like the foundation (laughs) set up, his foundation set up, the roles that his family is going to play in managing his career, everything's set up. Like from what I understand, Trey is he's gone. I um, mean, yeah. and that's
6: been the plan, you know. Whether yeah. that's why he did, why he did chose Kentucky over Louisville, you know, that's been the plan from you from day one, and and I think everybody's known that. Right. Um, my question mark is definitely Corey Johnson. If you look at his minutes, his minutes have significantly decreased recently. Um, I believe he played eight minutes a few games ago. He played twelve last night, and with Towns, Lee, and you know Lyles and these guys playing the way they are, you know, he's became kind of a bit player, and I believe he needs to come back. He could come back next year, he could be the man, play 30 minutes a game, and he needs to come back, in my opinion. Um, It's funny, because last year everybody said he needed to get in better shape to finish around the basket. Well, he got in better shape, but he still can't finish around the basket. So, you know, athleticism doesn't come overnight. Um, He's not blessed to be that athletic, but he does have good hands, you know. He's got nice touch on his jump hook, but he, he needs to come back. Right now, I don't see him being better than a second-round draft pick.
1: And then you got the Twins.
6: The Twins. Um, one <laughs> is playing out of his mind, Andrew. And I believe Andrew could sneak into the end of the first round. Um, he's got great size. His decision-making improved. He's actually shooting the ball well right now, which came out of nowhere, and he's playing with a confidence that no one could guard him. And last year, he did not have that. Last year, he tried to bully his way in the lane, turn it over, and he's really turned it up. Andrew could sneak into the end of the first round, probably still early second. But and the one that's struggling, you know, he's shooting a terrible percentage from three. Um, we know, we know, he's a clutch player. But he's a guy right now, I mean, if he's not going to be a shooter, a shooting specialist in the NBA coming off the bench and making shots, you know, where where does he stand? And I, I just right now, I mean, I think it would be, you know, there's a good chance if his brother goes, yes, he will go. But I think it will be a bad decision. And, you know, there's a chance there'll be an NBA DL or he'll be overseas next year. He is just not, I think, had the sophomore year that we anticipated coming off that
1: tournament run. So let's uh, let's recap real quick. If I'm hearing you right, you feel like there's three Wildcats that are probably like definitely gone with Carl, Willie, and Trey. Devin's probably, I think I think Booker's definitely gone too. I think Booker's definitely gone too. Okay, so He's four so four guys that are uh, that are out of there. We got then we got kind of a coin flip on Dakari and yep. then um and then the twins, you know, one's definitely more ready to go than the other. Um and it's kind of a coin flip on them as well.
6: Yeah, and there's question marks with point as well. I mean, he's a kid that's smart, uh, already graduated, I believe. You know, does he want to just rehab that injury and try and get ready for the draft process? Or, you know, does he come back and try to finally reach his full potential and be the man next year? But I think he's a flip of the coin, too. While you listed Marcus Lee, I definitely... You know, expect back. I don't have any questions there. But, yeah, I think I think the Twins, chances are they're gone as well. But, you know, Aaron at this point, I just don't think it would be a wise decision.
2: Is it possible for one to go and the other to stay?
6: Everything I've heard is no. If one goes, the other one's gone. But, you know, I look at it like this. You've got the Morris Twins in Phoenix who somehow, some way, have ended up on the same college team. But I don't think the Twins are good enough that an NBA team that's going to take two roster spots to make sure they stick together. So at some point, they're going to have to split up anyway. So what better time than now or, you know, start making some decisions for yourself.
1: The, uh, the last question I want to ask you is on the future, I guess, of, of it has more of an impact on the future recruiting for these schools. Are we going to start, you know, you didn't really mention, which I was kind of surprised, in that the hunt for the number one pick, uh, Emmanuel Moutier, at all. And uh, there's talk about you know, a lot of these top 2015 guys to maybe maybe go the route that Moutier went and go overseas, do you think that's going to start happening and what kind of impact is that going to have?
6: Um, I believe there's definitely a chance to start happening. I think Don Maker's the guy that probably might be leaning that way to going overseas. Uh, with Moutier last year at the McDonald's game and other places I was able to see him, he's so strong. He's so athletic, and I think he was mature enough to go over there to China, handle that process. He's got, you know, he had some family go with him, and you know, things of that nature. But he turned an ankle. He hasn't played much over there. When he does, he's been moderately successful. But, you know, he's a guy that even though NBA personnel will travel anywhere to come see you, he's a guy that we're not going to be able to see go against D'Angelo Russell this year, or we're not going to be able to see go against Tyus Jones or Andrew Harrison or these guys. And, um, you know, I I think he will, if he comes into the draft process and kills the workouts, there's definitely a chance he could be mentioned back in that number one uh, spot. But he's kind of to where when he was planning on going to SMU around that time, it was always Okafor or Moody. And one of them will be the number one pick. And I believe that, you know, Towns and Russell have kind of, whether it's because he's under the radar being in China and didn't play at SMU, they've kind of overtook that spot, and they've begun to get not only the hype, but they've begun to get the attention of all those teams that could be picking on the lottery. And, um, you know, an interesting thing with that is I I don't think, I think you're going to see a lot of these kids, these high school kids, may stay close to home. You know, you got a guy like Steven Zimmerman, who uh, there's a strong chance of stay in Las Vegas and go to UNLV. Um, you got Chuck Diallo, who could stay in New York City and go to St. John's. So I think recruiting-wise this year, Ivan Rabb, uh, I think California might be his favorite. He's from Oakland. I think recruiting-wise this year, you've got a lot of kids that aren't going to the Duke, Kentucky, you know, whether they want to make their own niche. Or what, I think that you're seeing a lot of kids like LSU has a tremendous class coming in that are wanting to go to different schools and make their mark. So, right now, I'm seeing more of a trend towards these kids wanting to help build programs in the powers than I am going overseas. But Maker, I think he's definitely a kid that's strongly considering
1: overseas. What about um, when those guys make that choice? So, does, for example, let's just take Moutier. Moutier. I feel like the international kids have somewhat of an advantage because they can draft and stash those guys. Is that the, oh, yeah. Is that the same way? I mean, can, could a team draft Moutier and, and stash him overseas until they were ready to bring him over? Not that they would. I think most people would bring Moutier over right away. But um, You know, that's interesting. I mean,
6: like you said, they wouldn't with Moutier because he's going to be a guy that, you know, they want to come in and immediately either start or contribute. But when you talk about guys that might not be physically ready – I would say that if they went over there and had a successful experience, and it's hard over there. You're away from your family. You know, most of these kids, you know, they don't have driver's licenses. They're they're basically on their own, which is tough for a 17-, 18-year-old kid. But I think if it was a good situation, and you're talking about a kid that did need to develop weight, things like that, you know, it's definitely a possibility. I think it would be definitely a possibility.
1: Well, man, I really appreciate you coming on. That was some great insight. We might want to try to have you on close to the NBA draft, uh, to kind of yeah, break definitely. So, uh, definitely. And I, I'll tell you this, uh, I
6: can't wait to watch the Jerry and Grant-Rogier matchup this week. Um, Jerry and Grant is our highest rated senior right now on the board, and I think he's a special player. And, uh, Terry hasn't played well in a couple games, so I'm really interested to watch them kind of go at each other, uh, this week. I think it's going to be a great matchup.
1: I will be there in person very close to the court wearing my blue and gold. All right. So <laughs> All right, I will uh, talk to you later Wes, and I'll see you in a couple weeks. All right, man. All right. Bye. Thanks for having me.
0: Good stuff there. Always neat to hear not only obviously the five guys from Kentucky are going in the lottery or whatever it is. Yeah, three three or four. But the prospects of what this this Cards team has down the road. I, I it makes me wonder are any is anyone else on this Cards team potentially going to develop into a NBA prospect down the road,
1: maybe Quentin. Uh, Quentin, I think Potential. could have a chance, but I still think he's a three or four year player. I mean, yeah, I mean, he's no, definitely
2: a four year player. Yeah, yeah, there's
1: no nothing, nothing wrong with that. That's
0: good. I, I foresee a lot of wins ahead of
1: him. I mean, again, Quentin's the guy who would be undersized for the NBA as, as well. But um, he, he, the, I know there's the thing always about exception. Quentin,
0: the thing about Quentin is he makes no bones about it. He is a point guard first.
1: Oh, yeah, absolutely, yeah.
0: And that is something that Louisville hasn't so much had. And he's got a great basketball IQ. I he mean, does. He, He's got good court vision.
2: SEMA, like, we've been missing that link.
1: Yeah. No, absolutely.
2: And right. I also have to note that it's it's hard sometimes to, when we talk about how good players are, like, the first knock is like, well, they're not going to play in the NBA. But yeah, does not take away from the quality of college players that they are. Look at Jerry and Grant,
1: for example. Well, I think that we talked about the two IU guys. I mean, obviously, Yogi and Blackman are Unbelievable college basketball players. You know the best college basketball players don't always make the best NBA players. It's oh. not. It's two totally different things. Mm-hmm. So um, I would. I, I certainly would have James Blackman or Yogi Farrell on my team. You know, Yogi's probably the best point guard out of the three schools. Um. So, uh, actually, I, I don't even think there's any argu- argument about that. You I don't know, think so? No, there's not. Not so, right now. Um, I mean, U.S. is good. U.S. is good. Yeah, but I mean, Yogi is. Yogi is Uless with two years of experience or three years of experience, right? Yeah. I mean, I, I just uh, there's no question to me that Yogi's a, Yogi and James Blackman are unbelievable players, but they're just, for whatever reason, they're not a good fit for the NBA or perceived as a good fit for the NBA. Let's put it that way. Mm-hmm. They could always get their chance and make the most of it. We saw that with I mean, how great of a, t- a college player was Tyler Hansborough? And he's a he's a mediocre pro. He
0: he's a medi- he's making he great money and, and, and playing in the pro. NBA for a while though. But yeah, but he's not He's certainly not an all star. Look at Christian Leitner. I mean the Mateen Cleves. Right. The list goes on and on.
1: Of great college players who are either mediocre or you know, they're in the NBA for a couple of years and they're out. So So yeah. No question about it. I like the fact that we won't basically the whole first hour. We really have not like harped on the Chris Jones situation. And uh is that gonna be, by the way. Mentioned next week next segment.
2: I mean that it's the whole look of by itself but let's do if we it. put it in there. <laughs> let's just do that.
1: Yeah. But I mean it, overall just uh uh unfortunate. I, I just want to say one thing about before I I'm very impressed with how University of Louisville handled the whole situation. And uh you know, I, I think that they uh we from what our conversation was last week about guys being innocent until proven guilty, I thought U of L kinda handled it that that way. You know, they're taking the charges seriously going to let the, but there's and there's obviously some things out there to make you think that hey maybe we don't know the whole story so but we'll have to kind of wait and see what happens there regardless it it's chris terrible. jones has
0: put himself into multiple bad situations exactly and on the court on the court also it appears to be a, a beneficial move to move past this guy i mean he's no russ smith an addition by subtraction he's not russ smith am i wrong no, you're not. I mean, we were trying to we were trying to utilize that formula of volume score, and that's how we've won, and that's how we won our title, and that's how we went to that final four, and and that's how things were working. So I understand where Rick came from by bringing Chris Jones in. He was the junior college player of the year, but it was a failed experiment. No, yeah. no, no shame in in taking the risk. And Rick is actually recruiting a couple of junior college guards right now that. Could work out, may not. I mean, uh, you never know, and you can't really knock him. I'll give Rick this. Rick is stubborn, and Rick is not. As much criticism as he receives, inevitably, year in, year out, he does not really stray from his approach to things much, does he?
1: No. Um, would you rather have that junior college transfer that you would have two years with, or would you rather have that fifth-year senior who can kind of step in? And I'd, like to, I'd rather have both. You'd rather have both? Yeah. Yeah.
2: Because the part, I mean, when you – by looking at an inexperienced team, do you think the junior college transfer is going to be a little bit more mature than the, and have more experience?
1: Than a fifth-year senior? You're talking
2: senior. about that where they
0: don't offer the graduate program, right. so he's transferred. Are you talking about anyone in particular, Mike?
2: Oh.
1: I know that they're looking for that potential person. Go ahead and drop a name. I don't have a name. Mike, so. you have a name. He has a, a name. I'm he's, not dropping way, any names. You see
2: the way he's talking. No. Like He's talking in code.
1: I would rather have... I, I it's hard to say cuz to me that junior college kid is almost like it's a it's he's it's still he still got to do like a freshman type things where the fifth year kid has kind of at least knows a little bit what college basketball. Who about. was it
0: who did that uncle what did they call him the guy from Kentucky?
1: Oh the guy from a couple years ago. Yeah, isn't it funny uh, how quickly we forget guys like that? He played on the team with Nerlens Noel and uh, What was his name? I can't believe I'm Damn it. blanking on him. He was right a now. shooter. Yeah. Um I'll pull it up.
0: Regardless, though, we're we're coming up on the end of the first hour. Uh, I got a text in. Is Alex Boisterous going to stay or is he gone?
1: We touched on that a little bit. I think Wes kind of said he was 50-50.
0: Okay. it will be interesting to follow. Yeah. Be very relevant in the world of Kentucky basketball for next year. Julius Mays. Julius Mays, yeah.
1: From Ohio. There you go. Did he transfer from? I think he transferred from the University of Ohio, didn't he? I don't think so. No? Okay. Somewhere in Ohio. Kent State? Go with the Bobby Brown. I like the body We'll be
0: back with more of the weekend sports buzz in Ashley's Loco Cinco, so stay tuned. That's
3: they say I'm nasty, but I don't
4: give a damn.
0: Welcome back to the Weekend Sports Buzz here on 1450 WXVW. Brought back in by Bobby Brown, my prerogative. We're going to head to the Oxmoor Ford Lincoln Buzz Line, 502-384-1450. We got the Truth on the line with us. How you doing this morning, Truth?
5: How you doing this morning?
1: Truth, I'm doing well, man. IU's got a weekend off. They need it.
5: All right, listen. I'm going to tell you something before we get to argue. I'm going to tell you the best player in the country is Trey Loud.
1: Yeah? Take it to the bank. All right, man. He's giving some Kentucky props. He's looking really good he right now. Hey,
5: let me tell you something about Trey Loud. I'm going to tell you something I like about him. He's. From I Indiana? Have not seen, I, I have not seen a big man since Tim Duncan. Trey Loud, we need to give Trey Loud credit. Kentucky, he's, he's fundamental. he got the complete package. And the man is ready for the NBA now. I agree. I mean, hey, let me tell you, son. I've been, we've been, I've been. What you know, we've seen a lot of big guys coming out of college, out of high school, one and done. Shane Lowry, man, me so much a Tim Duncan from the Memphis, out of this world.
1: Well, I think he's actually shown that he can play either forward spot at the in the NBA. You know, uh, he could. He, if, if they needed him to play the small forward, he could. He's probably he's probably more comfortable with the power forward. I, I just uh, he can explain the floor. I mean, I. I think he's looked really well too.
5: Hey, he 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 made a believer out of me last night. because i you we've know, not been following Say last since he was in high school, and he's he's coming into his game. I think he's getting healthy now. There you go.
1: What else you, you what, know, it, what about those Indiana Hoosiers? They they're struggling a little bit. They're four and six in their last well, three.
5: They go, they're gonna they're gonna and Michigan State. They're gonna be all right. Are you gonna be all right? I just wish they leave Tom Clean alone. Did, I see was I think Pat Forty wrote out something about him this week or something, uh about who he lost to and all that. But I, but I was so glad that Louisville won yesterday so we could stop talking about Chris and all this and move on.
1: There you go, that's um, a good point.
5: I mean John, I am so glad. I hope next week that uh, we, don't nobody want to hear about it. Let the court system let it play out in the court system and let's
1: get ready for March Madness, and I'll holler at you up next week. All right, Truth. Indiana could be an 8 or 9 seed in the same bracket as the Kentucky Wildcats. Would you like to see that, Kelly? Golly, that would be great. That would be awesome. What if Indiana was the team that knocked them out?
0: <laughs> could happen.
1: And then you know, kept uh, Indiana as the perfect season alive. You, you know? don't
0: even want to think about that, do
1: you? It would be a great story, though. That would be a great story. It would
0: keep the. It would be like the uh, the Super Bowl. Guys who have, get out their champagne glasses each year. Absolutely. I and, mean, and Bobby Knight would be there throwing chairs. and you got to think that there's a chance for that to
1: happen, the NCAA is going to make that happen, right?
0: Yeah. I would it, think so. Beyond that, just the vitriol and the hatred yeah. between
1: the two fan bases. And the robberies kind of, you know, they haven't played in a couple years. You know? uh, who was uh, it who hit that big three to beat Kentucky? Um, it was uh, Watford, Christian Watford. Christian Watford, yeah.
0: What's he doing? Playing overseas somewhere? No, no idea. No idea. going to head back to the Oxford Ford Lincoln buzz line. 502-384-1450. we got our man Carolina Steve on the line with us. How are you doing this morning,
7: Carolina? Just fine. I want to ask Ashley if she has either one of these two stories for her uh, top five, one of them being the fact that Travis Quaffle's car was stolen out of a motel parking lot i'm not talking about his personal car his I'm race talking car. About the car he'd go
2: to race oh my
0: God. that was pretty odd I why was that. it in a motel parking lot what kind of shady deals was it? i just assume he was doing he was there with a prostitute or i mean <laughs> that just, that just, just take had, a ride my car that just sounds shady uh, from all angles carolina why would his car have been in a motel parking lot please
7: well they you know the day before uh they uh, they started doing the qualifying and everything. They had an open test in Atlanta, and they didn't bring the car down, but they did bring, because of the weather in the Carolinas. they did bring the hauler down. So they brought the uh, car down in a dually in a trailer. A lot of teams will do this. As a matter of fact, uh, I know teams at ARCA that that's how they transport their cars, and they were stopped at this parking lot. They did get the car back yet. Hey, but he couldn't qualify because he couldn't go through inspection.
1: <laughs> That's mm-hmm. so funny. What's your other story there?
7: And the other, the other thing about NASCAR is that uh, on Friday, the biggest debacle, can you fire an owner? <laughs>
5: <laughs> That's really that hard French to
7: do. It just messed up NASCAR because of the fact that uh, they had four, 13 or 14 drivers that did not even get a chance to qualify for having have to go back through inspection again. Wow. And it's uh, Jeff Gordon and Jimmy Johnson were two of them, and Tony Stewart. So this that's just something that uh, kind of irks me. Now, about basketball, I did watch a little bit yesterday. I tell you what, I don't like to watch it anymore. The officials are atrocious. I watched the Louisville game, and I saw – Five or six fouls that were never called, where the players went to the fault, and I just think they gotta clean up the game. Right now, it's becoming thud ball, and I don't like thud ball. I like good, solid basketball like it used to be played.
1: Very interesting point there, Carolina. Uh, you know that's the that's the downside. I think of where basketball is. I think it has more to do with the fundamentals of the players not being the same way they were. Uh, to me, than it does the officiatings. But uh, I would agree with that. It's not the same thing of beauty that it has been in the past.
7: You know, I was watching. uh, Before I go, I did see Roy Williams do one thing that I really liked that he did. The game uh, a week ago yesterday Mm -hmm. when he played at Chapel Hill, Carolina gets the tip. Four he comes corners. up in the famous Dean Smith Four Corners. I wish we still had that. That is a great equalizer. They took it away from the little team to give them the clock, to give teams – if Kentucky had to play a team that ran the Four Corners, I don't think they could beat them.
1: Uh, all
0: right. Yeah, it would be, I'll tell you, Four Corners is – I play in a Church League, and we try everything. We give more effort than anybody I've ever seen, and we try versions of that. We, we, we do. We, we try that. That's not easy to pull off. You've got to really know what you're doing with the four corners. you got to have real talented people on your yep. team to be able to pull it. you got to have good free throw shooters today. Yep. Today. I, I don't know if there's a lot of people who'd want to watch that. So No, nobody wants to watch our Church League games anyways. So, all right. No question about it. Um, with no further ado... It's past the 11
1: o'clock hour. Mike, what does that mean each week? It's time for Ashley's Loco Cinco. And as some also call it, Ashley's Crazy. Ashley's
0: Crazy!
2: I like the combo.
0: Just the double teaming. Yeah. <laughs> I'm not going there. It's a, it's a
2: nice double team. Yeah, it is. We've, we've got teamwork the sports there, announcer and then we've got what the kids say. You know,
0: yeah. oh, we'll have All to right. get more uh, what the kids say in here soon. All right. It's what everybody's waiting for. We know it's what Hink's waiting for after a big perf- performance by Montrez Harrell and Wayne Blackshear.
2: Particularly Wayne Blackshear.
0: Specifically <laughs> Wayne Blackshear, mascara, as they call him. <laughs> Ashley's crazy.
2: Well, guys, um, I do have five stories for you today. Um, and we'll save the best for last, which will probably be the most... The longest conversation. But story number one. NBA superstar Eric Bledsoe apparently is treating himself um, after signing his 70 million dollar contract with the Phoenix Suns. Um, but he chose to drop thousands of dollars on gold and diamond grills. So the 25-year-old point guard. Went to, um, I don't even know how to say like Like name. a cooking grill? Like, no, no like, like... A golden
1: diamond a, smoker?
2: No, not... <laughs> the, <laughs> must be that. <laughs> Come on, Kelly, resident. Thug. Oh, my grills. bad. I know the exactly grills, what it is. Like, uh, what is that one rapper, Paul Wall? He had the grills. Well, but isn't, isn't
1: Nelly did the grills song? Yeah, he did yeah. the
2: grills with uh, Paul Wall. It was the two of them, yeah. Um, so he went to this place called The Zell's Grills. It's this high-end grill maker in New York City and dropped $5,000 um, on two... Grills. I mean, one for himself, one for his brother. Um, they apparently just they cover his bottom six teeth and are made of eighteen karat gold, which are en- encrusted with six high quality diamonds. Um apparently like it's a really complicated process where they have to take an impression of its teeth and then do a wax mold and fill it with gold or platinum, drill holes in it, screw in the diamonds, all that. Um, but Apparently there's, like, this whole grill movement. It's coming back? (laughs) Because it is coming back. Um, Recently, I think it had listed Omar Bolden from the Broncos and Browns guard Sean Luavo. I don't know how to say his name. But um, apparently this is a thing, and some of them can run up to, like, $100,000.
1: I would think that actually, like, that's what I was going to say, $2,500 for six diamonds and 18-karat gold doesn't seem very – doesn't yeah, I, was, I,
0: I would like to see transparency in the grill market. Grill market. Yeah. I'd like to see you know LeBron. Has he ever purchase,
1: spent any money on a grill?
2: Yeah, but maybe we could How do a, a survey on ballers with grills. Is five thousand dollars <laughs> really that much? The, the
1: funny thing is too is it, gold's real soft as far as the metal goes. I would think it'd be that it would dent easy or something. You know, would go wrong. Well, I mean, I, you can make it hard. Yeah. Right, I guess so.
2: I guess I mean you do it for jo- for like rings and stuff like yeah. that. yeah. Pal- I guess they valuable. have to have to be pretty thick.
0: I wonder if you can have them made so that they're actually good for your teeth. I mean, uh, like almost like a protector. your sure. Teeth, right? Practical purposes yeah. of grills. You Maybe this out, is a good thing. Take them out, brush your teeth, thing, put them back on. What, what? if it was like, flossing?
2: Like a um, <laughs> the invisalign, but grill, like a yeah, gold, yeah. gold version of invisalign. Sure.
1: <laughs> <laughs> they have an orthodontic purpose. Yeah. <laughs> Maybe I should get my kids grills. There you go.
2: Maybe you should.
1: <laughs> like, they would be
2: like the coolest kids in class for sure.
1: I'm just disappointed he didn't have like UK in the grill or something like that. You know, this is true. This is what should have happened.
2: <laughs> of course, that's what should have happened.
1: Eric Bledsoe. Eric Bledsoe, Cl- by the way, who played in the Derby Classic. Oh wow, that's yeah. right. Boom. Golly, he's, he's really connection. Yeah, I watched him play the other. Maybe night. he
2: knew the grill that has Derby Classic.
1: <laughs> that's right, Derby Classic. That's no big deal. He wouldn't be able to spell it.
2: <laughs> but I always wonder, <laughs> like, with the grills with on the bottom teeth, like how. You have to smile in order to show that because most people don't really show their bottom teeth, right?
0: I guess not. I mean, you do if you have a grill. You go
1: out of your way (laughs) to, right? I guess so. You just...
2: Smiles go. for grills. You
1: want to do that this week? You want to go get grills? I would love to. All
2: right. I want you all... I'm, in fact, I'm coming.
1: oxmoor <laughs> Ox- <laughs> Ox- Borderlink
2: <laughs>
0: Lincoln Buzz Line, 502-384-1450. In all seriousness, if you'd like to sponsor... Our grill, our grill work. Our grill work uh, for the weekend sports buzz, we would be very open to that. So Eric Bledsoe, $5,000 between himself and his brother. He is a, a beloved... Kentucky player right up there almost with Cousins and John Wall and Anthony Davis and that level of you introduced him, Ashley. Did you realize? As an s- NBA superstar. Did I? You did. That's what I like to hear. Oh, Ashley. I did. That's,
2: I did I watched. That. The, the,
0: the, the Suns are reading. good.
1: Brandon Knight's on that team also. And Archie Goodwin's in the in the rotation, I guess. So.
0: Is he actually on the NBA team?
1: I don't know. He's, he's, but the Suns in the, are, he's in the organization.
0: The Suns are good, and I watched them beat Oklahoma City the other day, and Eric Bledsoe is truly an elite NBA guard, despite being, how tall is he in reality? He's probably six two, six three. You think he's that big? Yeah, I didn't think he's he was
1: bigger big. than Terry.
0: Okay, I thought he was like barely six foot, maybe. Uh, no,
2: I don't. he's he saw as him
0: tall play. I, am. I saw him play, and I got to stand next to him in a, a locker room one time, and he seemed pretty short.
1: Yeah, yeah, he's but still taller than you, though, right?
0: I honestly don't remember. I remember looking at him and thinking, I don't, I didn't specifically measure myself against him like I like to do with many people. Yeah, but I remember thinking, "Golly, he looks tiny."
1: Archie Gilwin is on the NBA roster, by the way. Okay. All right, moving right along. Story number two.
2: Story number two. This is about one of Kelly's favorite people, but with uh, just a couple weeks until the NFL's veteran combine.
1: <laughs> Michael Sam.
2: Michael Sam. God. New <laughs> is um is spending his time focusing on footwork for Dancing with the Stars. Oh, that's right. So apparently um, he – you know, we all talked about before he got engaged and all that. It's been a big year for him. But um, he is planning to compete in the Veterans Combine or perform on uh, March 22nd. However, Dancing with the Stars pre- premieres on March 16th. So can he do both? Is it possible that he goes far in Dancing with the Stars and he gets a chance to be, be back in the NFL? or Is Michael Sam done?
1: He's got a better chance of making money from being on Dancing with the Stars than he does in the NFL. I mean, I don't Trent? know.
2: I don't know the answer
0: to that. He's an undersized in a, in a three-four scheme. He's an undersized outside linebacker, pass rushing type guy.
1: The other guy who was
0: in the right scheme. I don't know. Maybe there's a spot for him. All it takes is one solid one or two year contract. Um, if I were him, I, I, I would think Dancing with the Stars could wait. I would focus all my time and energy, in all seriousness, to getting NFL. myself into tip-top shape and to trying to, like I said, get a one or two year contract. Because he's always going to, forever it will be known as the the first openly gay player in the NFL. Right. That'll always be marketable to some extent, right?
1: Well, yes. I mean, if you count him never playing a regular season game as being in the NFL. If
0: I'm Michael Sam, okay.
1: Is that fair? Yeah, he was a fourth-round draft pick. He played some preseason games, but he didn't, he's never played in a game.
0: Okay. But he's on an NFL
1: roster. Before the season started. St. Louis, right? Yeah, but he's never been on the opening day roster. Okay. Was he not? No. Okay. Regardless, he made
0: waves. Yeah. So if you are Michael Sam's advisor, are you advising him to do this right now and saying strike all the irons hot? Probably. You think so? I you you know, don't cause think. You,
2: I mean, you don't know what his future holds in the NFL. Like, you never... I mean, obviously, the way that his the last season went, like, he did actually have a couple of good, very good performances and still didn't make the roster, so... Um, you mean like preseason? Yeah, preseason games. I don't
1: yeah. think he would ever have a chance at Dancing with the Stars again. This is probably no. This morning. is probably it for him,
2: though.
0: Let's think of other guys. Who is the the France the the French guy in the NBA who came out as gay after he left the NBA? God, I don't want to confuse him with someone else. Not that that would matter, but um, who was it? Mike? I have no idea.
1: <clears throat> was
0: it the guy who got drafted by the Knicks? It was a long time ago. He played for years. He was French. I'll find it.
1: Regardless, the John
0: Amici? John Amici, yes, sir. Um, we didn't see him really cash in. He didn't come out till after he was out of the NBA, though. Michael Sam will forever be associated in large part with this. Absolutely. So will the former Western Kentucky guy. Uh, yep. Except he may not Derrick play. In Gordon. The, Derrick Gordon. He may not play in the NBA. Play in the Derby Classic. Did he play in the Derby Classic? Mm-hmm. Did he play in the Derby Classic when you were there? Mm-hmm. My okay. first year. Nice
1: guy. Very nice guy, yep.
0: Okay, all right. So, so Michael Sam striking while the iron is hot, and he's going to be in Dancing with the Star. Good, Dancing with the Stars. Good for Did him. Did you
1: see who else was in that though? No. Uh Vince Young's also going. Really? Okay. Oh, wow,
0: I could see him doing well.
1: Yeah, I don't know why he hasn't played in the NFL since when? Two thousand twelve or thirteen?
0: Oh, I'm sorry. Oh, I was thinking while. you
1: said Steve Young. No, Vince Young. Steve.
0: Vince Young. Golly, Steve interesting. Young's,
1: Steve Young's like fifty something years old.
0: I, I could see S- Steve Young doing well. Still doing well.
1: I could. All right, yeah, Vince Young. Vince
0: Young. Interesting. What a train wreck is he, in, and and what, what 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 a chance for How him?
1: I like
0: it is, Kelly. It, it is. He is. What, what it, he made so much money. He was a poor Wait a
1: minute. I want to go back to the fact that you think that Steve Young, at the age of fifty three, could make an NFL roster.
0: No, when you said he played <laughs> in the NFL, in, in no, I, what I said was that I think he would do well in the Dancing with the Stars. Oh, Dancing with the Stars. Oh,
1: oh, that's a different conversation.
0: <laughs> For some reason I could see Steve Young doing this well. This is
1: Vince Young going to the NFL uh Oh com- I I combine. thought you
0: said that Vince Okay, so he's going to the NFL Combine.
1: Yes. Play the um, yeah.
0: He's not gonna be in Dancing with the Stars.
1: No. The veteran combine. Damn it. I don't I The worst sports show, I could care less about Dancing with the Stars. So. I like
2: Dancing... well, it's been a long Do you time. follow Dancing with the Stars? I don't, but I might watch it now.
1: Let's let's have a a, a an update watch weekly. party.
2: Sure, let's do that, Mike. A weekly okay, no. I Mike doesn't look too excited I mean, with it. He doesn't. He want, He's jealous. I'll be
1: on the back deck listening to Marty Brenneman smoking cigars and drinking bourbon. So
2: <laughs> he's jealous. He <laughs> don't wants get me to be started able on able to the dance with those girls with the little dresses.
1: No, <laughs> although Julian Huff, or is that what's her name? Is that right? Yeah, isn't she with Ryan Seacrest? I don't know.
2: Who knows? Okay, story number three. Story number three. <laughs> is the, yeah, this is number three. I'm, you you all have me off kilter.
1: That's right. We had that that effect on women.
2: (laughs) 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 So, Des Bryant, back in the news, um, apparently there was this big story for him allegedly assaulting his mother during an argument in his Texas home, but it had been... Like years ago. So um, Dez Bryant's mom is speaking out saying she's buried the hatchet with her son over the 2012 domestic violence incident, and she loves him very much. She's convinced that someone is trying to use Dez's past to sabotage his NFL future. Um, So,
1: Very, very uh, interesting timing on this. Yeah, it is.
2: So she says um, (laughs) she and her son have a great relationship, and whoever behind this is using – Des is passed in an attempt to assassinate his character. The rep, um, he's gonna get paid regardless. It does not matter. Yeah, the rep says that um, Des and his mom have been speaking regularly about the current situation. They believe it's no coincidence that it's happening around the time that his contract is up for renewal. Um, and her Angela, which is his mom, um, her rep says that she believes it comes down to someone trying to interfere with Des getting his contract extended from the Cowboys. Um, they don't know who be- who is behind it, but they're trying to find out. So it's interesting because that situation was like 2012. And clearly this is 2015. The- it's three years later.
0: There was some suggestion that this video would be of something else. Yeah. So, Mike, you say he's going to get paid either way. Well, he's going to get the franchise tag, right?
1: They're going to franchise
0: tag- Well, I mean, it- Adrian Peterson just had to sit out a season. Ray Rice doesn't have a team yet. So if a video came out of him beating the hell out of his mom – He'd miss out on some money, wouldn't he? I if the NFL all, stepped in. All these contracts have clauses that can be, especially these days, right? They, they can void certain parts of it. I mean, look, Adrian Peterson was arguably the most valuable player in the NFL coming into this past season. And then just like that, he has to sit out the whole year. The NFL has an image problem right now, and they, they are very serious about correcting that. You don't see Des Bryant missing any time because of this? No. Regardless of what the video is of? I don't see it. Really? No. What about uh, a Ray Rice-esque? I mean, what I heard was it was five times what the Ray Rice video was. Really, you think he's like knocking his mom out? I don't know. What could he do? What what could be five times worse than the Ray Rice video? The reporter said that he roughed her up. Knocking out a row of women?
1: Oh, boy. I mean, I don't know. Waving a gun at his mom? Would that be worse?
2: I think any type of domestic violence against your mother is an issue. (laughs) It's a major issue.
1: I would think so. Yeah. So you know, he's. This is. uh, I I don't think it's gonna be an issue. Yeah, we'll see though. I mean, we'll we'll definitely see. Especially we'll see if the NFL is gonna if they the video has the video actually been seen by the NFL?
0: No, not that I know of. Okay. And you got to think that there's some back. If I own the video, just to be honest. Not to make myself sound shady. You sell to Des Bryant for a couple million dollars. (laughs) Yeah, yeah. I would sell it to Des Bryant for a few million dollars right out of the gate. (laughs) And then I'd be like Des, I got your back, man. I'm doing this for you. No, I'm just kidding. Oh my god. All right. The resident
2: (laughs) thug at work, hard at work. (laughs)
0: Moving right along. Story number four. Story number
2: four. Um, apparently Kevin Durant is not feeling these um, social media trolls. Um, so after Um, Kevin Durant posted this motivational message on his Instagram account. Uh, One follower responded with the comment, Westbrook is better than you. (laughs) Um, And then Kevin Durant actually responded to the message, um, which was quite funny. So a guy writes, Westbrook is better than you. And um, he says, we play on the same team, D-Head. Who cares? That's awesome. But then he like, later removed the comment. My thought like on this is, um, which seems to come up because we've talked about social media multiple times on the show with athletes and um, particularly college athletes, um, i.e. Chris Jones, we talked about on here before. Should they just not have social media accounts, um, particularly on the college level? Because I, I was thinking there's one part for a professional athlete to handle trolls. Like the majority of them are, well, not so much anymore in, in, in the NBA, but adults and older. Um, but for a college student on a team to be heckled and verbally assaulted <laughs> um, by people on social media, should it's, they just not be on social media at all? Is it too much for them to even respond to fans when they say negative? I wonder.
0: Like I don't. That's a good question. I, it's, a, a difficult, Kevin Durant, it's a
1: difficult question to answer. You're Kevin Durant. Don't you have like a publicist running your social media account?
0: You even really you see just your social media.
1: Always real politically
0: correct responses. Right. Thank you very much for your concern. yeah. I am also a, a Russell,
1: I, love, I am also a Russell Westbrook fan. I love seeing Russell play so well. <laughs> yeah he he's gonna give us a great chance to win. you know that's Russ, Russ. Russell Westbrook is,
0: in all seriousness, a legit MVP candidate this year and has, in is the he? eyes of many surpassed Kevin
1: Durant in terms of overall value. Oh, we're talking about those numbers. I, this is again, this is what gets me with Westbrook. I think we talked about numbers. If you watch not- him
0: play, have you watched him play lately? Beyond, like, highlights and stuff? Yeah. No, not really. He is ridiculous. I mean, his rebounding. No, he's he's, he's something else as far as he'll jump up over a crowd of people, grab a rebound, and then pass the ball back out. They set back up, and then, I mean, he is a freak. Athlete. Athlete, and very valuable on the court. I mean, he's he's putting up triple-doubles at just an alarming rate. I mean, he's a, a true, I mean, MVP candidate. And that Oklahoma City team, I mean, look at all the talent they've drafted. James Harden, Kevin Durant, Russell Westbrook. Kevin Durant was a no-brainer, but they took him at number 2. I don't know. I mean, that Oklahoma City
1: scouting department has done a good job. They're coming, uh, coming to Indiana pretty soon. Indianapolis pretty soon. The day after the Derby Classic,
2: actually, they're in Indianapolis. Okay. All
0: right. Final story, story number five.
2: Story number five, you've all been waiting on it. I'm just going to read the story. I'm not even going to ad-lib, and then we'll talk at the end. Oh, God. So, obviously, was the elephant in the room, which was briefly touched on earlier. Um, former, which is hard for me to say, former University of Louisville player. Jeez. Um, Chris Jones pleads not guilty on charges of raping one woman and sodomizing another. Um, Judge Sheila Collins released Jones on home incarceration in lieu of a $25,000 bond. The warrant signed on Wednesday by Jefferson District Judge Katie King says that one of the women was hospitalized on Sunday and able to identify Jones as her assailant. One of the women is 19, the other 20, um, according to the warrant. The second warrant says Jones, along with two other people, forced a woman to have intercourse and oral sex. She also identified God. Jones as a Louisville player, according to the warrant. She was taken to University of Louisville Hospital where she was treated. Um, those defendants have been arrested and are to be arranged, arraigned on Thursday, which that just happened. Um, and um, They identified them as Tyvon Walker and Jalen Tilford. Um, apparently, Walker was charged with one count of rape, and Tilford was charged with one count of rape and one count of sodomy. Um, they both pled not guilty and were ordered, held on $75,000 and $100,000 bail, respectively. Um, one of Jones's lawyers, Scott Cox, told the court that he has cooperated with police and given them a statement. Um, another defense lawyer, Robert Egret, asked that L be ordered to preserve video surveillance tape, saying that they will show Jones is innocent.
1: Is there other video maybe available I'm here, too?
2: Yeah, it should be interesting to <laughs> see, yeah. That, that kind of video, which we talked about last week, didn't we? Yeah. I we mean, just a, talked about that last week. Simple solution. Um. <laughs> <laughs> and, and sleep,
1: it looks like that solution may be available. If yeah. everyone
2: would just take my advice. And just videotape themselves.
0: Videotape every encounter they have. And and, then, and, and make, throughout the encounter, verbally, very clearly articulate that it's consensual. Then
2: it, there'd be nothing to
1: worry about. That's right.
2: Right. So, um, Jones is, uh, has been ordered to appear in court on March 9th. Um, and the judge personally kind of said to him, if you violate this, I will personally send police after you. Um, the other conversation about Jones appearing in court is that he came in court with black and gray jersey on, black sweatpants, and basketball shoes. Um, and
1: That's not the best man. The, the Tilford kid coming in, what he, what, what he had. LNC4? What? No, it said the Cardinals way. The Cardinal
2: way, okay, Yeah. <laughs> That's crazy. So I don't know, man.
1: You got two head coaches who obviously value women. You know, and the, you're surprised something like this happens, Mike. That is really? offensive. I'm, it could be offensive.
0: It is. Come right? on, that's okay
2: though. And none of them were ever accused of raping anybody.
1: Oh, that's not true, actually.
2: Really?
0: Rick had a, a legitimate lunatic accuse him of rape. Yeah.
2: Legitimate lunatic.
1: Authenticated lunatic. I would agree with that, but she—he
2: was. If, still her, if she had a Twitter account,
0: it should.
1: He was still accused, it right? It should say on an was authentic he lunatic. He was accused. Yes. All right.
0: Regardless. So yeah, that's not that's not quite really the the, the most enjoyable topic to cover. This Chris Jones story.
1: No. You know, I just uh, it's, failed experiment. Move on. Right. I would agree with that. I don't think there's any. I was and I'm. I was joking about the other part. There's really nothing on the University of Louisville here. The, Rick made the right thing. They suspended him for miss- for messing around with his curfew because he was basically grounded. And, and uh,
2: then it also said something to do with the text message that he sent to his ex girlfriend at whoever insect his ab- right. apartment. So there's three with women involved text.
1: here, really, right?
2: Yeah, because they were that situation was unrelated to the other.
1: Yeah, so it's it's really unfortunate. It it it's been played to death. I do think the University of Louisville handled it really well. They were out in front of it. They had the, what, three press conferences on the day after with uh, the university police, and then George came on and said, and then Rick came on. Um, you know, they, uh, they, they did the right thing. And, unfortunately, this stuff will play out in the court, and we'll see if Chris Jones was guilty or not guilty.
2: So let me ask you this. This happens, he goes into court on March 9th, right? Mm-hmm. Say they have evidence, charges are dropped. What happens then? That's
0: a
1: good question. He was not dismissed for the team, though, for this, for this No, he,
0: Chris Jones had many other incidents. One of them being, in my opinion, the fact that he wasn't a good teammate.
1: Right. And, and, and I believe we could leave it at that. This well, team's better off without him, apparently. Rick was obviously, he said, you know, when I suspend a kid for a game, it doesn't really hurt the kid, it hurts the team. Mm-hmm. So I, had, I have other things in place when I suspend a kid that he's got to be able to do for him to earn his spot back on the team, and we've seen him do this with other kids in the past. Oh yeah, it happens every year, and, um, not every
0: year, but it happens.
1: And obviously, Chris violated the terms of what that was, and this has nothing to do with the conduct with the women, and uh, he was it. It just, I think, circumstantially just happened to line up. So, who
0: is the last guy this to happen with Shane Behannon. Shane,
1: and before unless that, you, unless. I don't know if it really happened with Kevin Ware or not. I think there's there's some argument there about that. There was
0: some off the court stuff going on with Kevin Ware. Right.
1: I mean, I think they let Kevin Ware kind of maybe leave more on his own terms more than uh but I don't, I, don't, I don't, wish
0: he was still on this team. I don't
2: uh,
1: I think they wanted him
0: away, so. You do? I do. I liked his game for some Kevin reason. Kevin Ware? Yeah. Are you kidding? No, dead serious. Aww. He was a great on-ball defender. Um and 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 you know just his length and his You're quickness, crazy, seriously, Ashley, you don't like you didn't like Kevin Ware on no. the floor, No, really,
2: I think the year like right before he got hurt, he was playing the best he ever played.
0: he was coming in his own, he was a sophomore, and that's it he He was valuable on this team currently to come in, and I mean his length and his I would argue Kevin Ware and Russ Smith were. About the same as far as on-ball defense and just the ability. If you're bringing the ball up on somebody like Russ Smith or Kevin Ware, you've got to really be paying attention. They're just going to strip you. And, and that's <laughs> a – do you not agree? I don't. You don't? You don't think – Kevin? okay. Well, I mean, statistically, Kevin Ware and the whole knee – I'm sorry, shin incident, which is just so disgusting – Um. His his fame was not warranted based on his statistics, more so just on the horrific act right. that happened against that Duke. And team. how he handled it. He handled it really well. So he I mean, handled it really well. There was cameras in his face. And yeah. there was the. I mean, was he on the cover of Sports Illustrated? I
1: don't know, but he was on a lot of national he was media. A lot on a lot of stuff. Yeah,
2: because he got hurt. Okay, so um, top story for you all today.
1: I'm going with Bledsoe's Grill.
2: <laughs> I think that should be our outro music today, Kelly. If you can find it,
1: what what is it? Grill? grills,
2: grills by Nelly.
1: G R I L L Z. Yeah. I know how to
2: spell that, Mike.
1: Just want to make sure <laughs> your suburban Caucasianist didn't get the best of you. No idea what you're talking
2: about. That's funny. I'm going with Michael Salmon, and Dancing with the Stars.
0: I'll go with Michael Salmon, and Dancing with the Stars too, because that is in large part a theme to our show. Is kind of the carryover, crossover between the two and um, the the fame that goes along with being a big star and Michael Sam, inevitably someone like that is someone we talk about on the weekend sports buds for whatever reason, right? He's probably one of the guys we've talked about more than anyone else on this show.
1: We've talked no, no Floyd Mayweather, Floyd (laughs) Floyd Mayweather
2: and Justin Bieber, (laughs) Adrian Bronner,
1: Adrian Bronner gets a lot of mentions, right?
2: He gets a lot of love because that's your party buddy.
0: You know, we just like to, just hang out. We like to throw down.
2: They like to turn up. Pac-Man. Turn up. Oh.
0: Be sure to stay tuned. We'll be back with the final segment of the Weekend Sports Buzz. Yeah, I know what this is. Uh, so, so, yeah. Got 30 down at the bottom. 30 more at the top. Uh, All invisible set and little ice cube blocks. If we could call it a drink, call it a smile on the rocks. Can call out a price, let's say I call out a lot. I got like platinum and white clothes, traditional gold. I'm changing grills every day, like just change clothes. I might be grilled out nicely oh.
5: in my white tee oh. on South Beach. Oh. Yeah, you're uh. yeah, you're uh.
0: Welcome back to the Weekend Sports Buzz. Final segment of the show today. Very active show this morning as we have both Louisville and Kentucky fans Feeling very optimistic at this stage of the season for different reasons. Kentucky flirting with history and Louisville dealing with the loss of their quarterback and their point guard, and Chris Jones, and looking better than, arguably better than they've looked all season with a, uh, I believe it was a 22-point victory over Florida State on the road yesterday. We're going to head to the Oxmoor-Ford Lincoln buzz line, 502-384-1450, where we have our man Hink on the line with us. How you doing this morning, Hink?
7: Good morning, good morning, good morning, and it's a great morning. Being that we are twenty nine and zero, you know it's all good. Uh, how, how you doing, uh, Ashley?
2: I'm doing fantastic this morning. How are you?
7: I'm good. I'm good. I know you spend up uh, many of nights at the metro station <laughs> calling out my name. Being that you were saying it through the whole time of the show. <laughs>
2: I, you know, I just wanted to get your insight on the players that you, you know, have had some issues <laughs> with, their games. They, you stepped up a little bit for issues. me yesterday.
7: Stop it, issues. Look here. you act like I'm the only guy, <laughs> I'm the only person, I'm the only individual. Your own fans have issues with these solid squads. But let me say this, man. Blackshear is Blackshear. I mean, you know, he's going to do what he do, but we all know him as Mascara when he gets on that court. And so what happened yesterday, I guess he decided he wanted to man up. He wanted to been mad up. I guess he must have he must have got his, his man sacked from his boyfriend to kill our bar for a couple of hours. And then he wanted to start acting like he got some sense. You know what I'm saying? We we all know he's not going to the NBA. We know that. Maybe this time next year, it could be Michael Sands' dance partner oh, dancing with the stars. Maybe that could be a future endeavor. Because we know he's going to be playing professional ball. Unless he's in the WNBA. <laughs> you <know>? I mean, <laughs> I mean <laughs> it's the only time. Maybe it going to happen. You know, people are crossing over. Why can't Brad should be the first first uh, uh, so-called man to cross over? Who knows? But let me say this. My always shows up. He's always showing up because he's weak booty teams. <laughs> oh, he He's going to look like the man. He's going to pound his shirt. He's going to stop. He's going to yell out. You know, he got his little uh, bargain-to-tip
1: dress, a float, and everything's good to get these booty things. But when he plays his other brand, man... Do we lose Hink? Uh-huh. I, I
0: believe we lost Hink. Oh, oh, no. no. That, was, that was What's Ashley going to do with no
1: more Hink on I don't
2: here? know.
1: I don't know what happened. Was that on our end? Or do we no, have... it wasn't on our end. Maybe he'll call back, but we Yeah, we, we lost definitely Hank. want Hink to call back. So. He
2: said that's how he feels about Montez Harrells
1: feeling some sort of way.
2: Yeah, he was feeling some type of way. He just couldn't even... I think
1: Tom Jurich actually cut his line. <laughs> 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 well, I
0: mean, you can't deny. Montrose Harrell and
1: Wayne Blackshear both played very well yesterday. Oh, they definitely played... Yeah, but, you know, to Hink's point, we haven't seen anything consistently out of Wayne Blackshear. We've never really seen it, except for the, what the one game earlier this year where he's done that against a good team. You know, he played well against Ohio State for a half. And... We don't see that kind of effort when he goes up against a real quality opponent. He kind of disappears, This right? may
0: be being the internal Cardinal optimist, but we've never seen Wayne play on a team that doesn't involve a, a extreme volume scorer dominating the
1: ball. You don't think Terry's going to become that? He doesn't look like he's going to be it. As a <clears throat> I mean, he's still taking a lot of shots, you know. So I I don't know. I I I don't know if that's really going to be the case for Wayne or not. It either way he's a senior. He needs to he needs to man up and and take control, you know.
2: He so. does. My question from yesterday, did Montrez Harrell make Sports center with either of his dunks? I
1: don't I know he wasn't in the top 3. Ugh. The top play was a was actually a college baseball play. It was really? a hell of a catch in center field, yeah. So, um and of course I'm all excited about baseball, so I love seeing baseball back on Sports Center. You know, it's always good. So,
0: Oxmo Ford Lincoln Buzzline 502-384-1450. We are the Weekend Sports Buzz brought
1: to you by Brandon J Lawrence, the We're number gonna... one sports radio show on the weekends.
0: Yeah, no question about it really. We've solidified ourselves in that niche of weekend sports buzz, weekend sports radio talk dominance. We're going to head to the Buzzline now. We got our man Brandon J Lawrence on the line with us. How you doing this morning, Brandon? What's up, Kelly, man? Y'all number one, no doubt
1: about it. Number one, baby. You're the one who helps us get there, buddy. <laughs> hey, hey, hey. Uh, Kentucky, it's crazy.
7: Kentucky's number one. Livingstone College is number one. And, uh, but choice, Williams, come on, man. What, I mean, what is, what is the U of L season been reduced to? See who's got the best ducks. Uh, who's on
1: SportsCenter?
2: <laughs> I mean, come on, I, mean, what's that? I mean, we, can we talk about rankings or something? Oh my god! He's, he's right though. All right,
1: right.
7: Is it, the Matres, I mean, what is this? He's got the most dunks in in college history. Who cares? No, I in just world
2: particularly world. wanted to see if either one of the amazing dunks he had yesterday <laughs> in the game made SportsCenter. Didn't have anything to do with anything else. That was Ashley Miller's. I...
5: Oh <laughs> uh, okay, I am I'm just I'm
7: just messing with you actually. I'm just messing with you. Mm-hmm. But yeah, time. I know I heard Mike say he's excited about baseball. I'm excited too, man. Are you really? Yeah? Yeah. Alright. Yeah, spring training starting up. Yeah, spring training Yeah, and all up. you
2: all need to take me we need to plan this game you all are taking me to. <laughs>
0: I can get some tickets to a Reds game. I
1: can get four. We're going.
0: Okay, I'll put in a request. We got to find a date.
1: Yeah. All right, I, we'll, I'll put we'll in a request one.
0: for four tickets. Definitely. Right. Brandon and I made it up to one last year, didn't we?
1: Oh yeah, it was. It was great, man. That was an awesome game. Get, get us four tickets for the All Star game.
0: <laughs> I don't know about that.
1: <laughs> I was right. I was discussing that with my buddy last night. It's like you know, I just don't know if. Um, if I should try to make a push to go to the All Star Game, am I going to regret regret not going when it's so close? It's probably yeah. not coming back for another you know thirty years or so, and uh, I don't know. We we haven't even mentioned yeah. what about
0: Josh Hamilton's relapse? That's pretty sad. Isn't it's really it?
1: bad, really sad. You know, he had
7: yeah. yeah, it's messed up, man.
1: He had the chance to be a uh, he had the chance to be to have just to write this great story. And it's just he is you know The reason
0: I just thought of him was you said All Star Game, I got to thinking about how cool would the All Star game be to go to, and I was thinking, man, people put on really solid performances in that home run derby. And the first one I mind Josh from recent memory yeah. was Josh Hamilton. Man, that guy is a talent.
1: Yeah, he is. So uh real quick, Brandon, are you uh, representing any one of these women in the Chris Jones case? <laughs> No, I it's not, it's, not, it's
7: not funny, man, but, you know, uh, hey, that'd be a pretty, you know what? Did you see, you did see the, uh, what was it, the Instagram or tweet or Facebook message? Yeah. Of,
1: of the, the witness that's going to break the whole case. So oh, yeah, yeah, I'm yeah looking forward. I'm looking forward to that. What? Yeah. Let me, uh, uh, let me ask you real quick, too. I need to know, who who is this Livingston College? Tell me about Livingston College. Well,
7: Livingstone College is in Salisbury, Salisbury North Carolina. It's in the uh, Central Intercollegiate Athletic Association. The, uh one big guy that went there was Ben Coates. He played football there. Oh, yeah, um, and they just yeah, and they just won uh, the CIAA, which is a short acronym, um, in Charlotte, the men's tournament. So they're going to go to the Division Two uh, playoffs, which is I don't know who they're going to play, but you know it's a cool. You know, small school. Back-to-back championships—that's my alma mater. So you know, there you go. Shout man. out to Livingstone College. You, right. you
1: played football yeah.
7: there, didn't you, Brandon? I played football
1: there. Yeah, yeah. All right, man. Well, that's awesome, man. Cool.
0: Well, yeah, Brandon, man. Brandon,
1: we appreciate yeah.
0: all your support you give us here on the weekend sports buzz. And in and, and all seriousness, I will put in some requests for some tickets for the four tickets for the Reds game, and all the four of us need to make it up to Cincinnati and at least go to a game here soon. So thank you very much for all your support. We look forward to hearing from you next weekend, Brandon. Thank you.
1: You don't want to be hey, at a baseball game with me.
0: Hey, man.
7: <laughs> hey, man, I'm going to keep listening, man. The number one show, baby. All right, take it easy, y'all. Right? All, right, all right, thank you very
1: much, Brandon. I'm the guy who sits there. He's got to be there like beforehand. I actually like getting there for batting practice, if I can get there for batting practice. I'm staying the entire time. I'm keeping score. I'm chewing my sunflower seeds. You, you know, gotta look I'm out a for the. I'm baseball If then. you
0: ask Hink, you gotta look out for the helicopters.
7: Hink, who just cut your line off?
1: Man, you know who did. Ashley.
7: I thought ah! we were uh, a good place where we was, but I see right now you taking a, you you you're taking our relation back to where we don't need to be. No, I don't you want
1: that. Get, hey, she did not have that kind of power, Hink. <laughs> man, Hank. I, I mean,
7: damn. <laughs> I mean, I, I, I'm starting to wonder about that, man. I mean, is it because I started about Mascara, him dancing with the stars with Michael Sam? Is that what he was? <laughs> you, took, you took offense to that. Now you now you hanging me up. I told you last week what he was. I, I don't have to explain that. That's the, the reason why I call him Mascara, not just because of his eyes. But we're not going to talk about that. Let's talk about my last conversation. We was talking about Montrezl Hurl. All right. He shows against these girly teams, these soft teams, these weak teams. Oh, he going to, but like I said before, when he plays against other grown men, that's when that bitch come out in him, and he get punky. and he has to sit down to pee. He can't play no more. He's just not in him. So this is the reason why y'all enjoy this moment against Georgia Tech, you know, and Florida State. Oh yeah, enjoy that moment. Enjoy uh, uh, uh what's his name, Quinn Snyder. He's terrible. I watched him against Trinity last year in the seven region title, and he messed around and choked. I mean, choked at the free throw line. It's both of them. I also watch him year before last when he's a junior. He choked and lost the game within 40-something seconds. And they don't even have a shot clock in high school. Yet he found a way to jack off eight points. So if y'all rely on that guy from this year and next year, y'all are in trouble. And I look forward to Kentucky whooping their tail every year and year out that he's there. Let me say this. He's going to play against another grown man point guard come uh Wednesday tonight. This Quest Chris Johnson, y'all, y'all, y'all bracket about, man, that Chris Jones is dumb. He's going to play against that grown man, and that grown man going to show him how a grown man should play. And he's going to treat him like a freshman. He's going to treat him like a little boy. You understand what I'm saying? You will see that. Against Virginia, he's going to get treated like a little boy. Then the real role is going to show up. Then the real wolves going get, to get, get punked out. And then y'all going to see the real side. And y'all going to be, what, four or six in your last ten games? Do y'all really think y'all deserve to go to a tournament if you go 4-6 your last 10 games? Do you really think you deserve that? Hink, this team is I on, the, on so. the
0: verge of the current record is 23-6. and six. There's a chance we'll get to 30 wins on the season. You've got to admit, having won a title a few years ago, l- losing players, you I mean, this, Rick Pitino is putting on a great coaching performance right now after that win yesterday.
7: Hey, man, look, it was, hey, it was a great win for Kentucky. If y'all want to call that Florida State game a great win, enjoy the moment. I mean, I've seen y'all going through some hard times. The, 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 uh, the U of M program has turned its back on Chris Jones. I, Mike, I, I disagree with what you said. I was talking about they support him. No, they support him because it only took two days for them to take in, that thing down on Florida Street, that, that poster or that billboard they had up for Chris Jones. It took them less than two days to do that. Now, with me saying, I didn't want to go on this Christian thing, but you, you're pushing me there. I'm going to say this. I think that's the reason why they, they put him off the team. Not because he broke curfew. It's many time and Shane Behanna has broke curfew for more criminal-minded things, not just some threat that he's going to whoop some girl's butt via text. This man was, was, was hanging out with drug dealers. He was smoking weed, testing positive for marijuana. Yes, you came chance after chance after chance. It wasn't until Chris Jones got not only broke curfew, but what he broke curfew to do. That's when they made that call to suspend him. Then Tom Judge going to talk about, "Oh, it's no big deal." What do you mean being accused of, of of assaulting a woman is a big deal? Being accused of rape is a big deal. Threatening a woman is a big deal. I mean, so sit there and say it's no
2: big deal. Come on, man. So do you that, think that, that they just knew? shows the lack of? Huh? You think
7: they knew about it before yeah, like, th- with the first suspension? I th- yes, I think
2: they knew. When they when they when they sit there and talk about they had that boy's
7: phone and they read through it and the and the guy Kenny was informed by somebody in the uh, the, uh, the, lo- the, you the Catholic police, police or yeah. whatever you want to call them, the local security. They knew about it then. They they always get heads up. I went to my state. Anytime something went wrong, our coach knew about it before anybody knew about it. Matter of fact, I think our coach even knew about it before we even did it. That's <laughs> <laughs> how much they knew about it. So, since I said he didn't know, I don't, believe none, I don't believe none of that. That's just that stuff he's saying. He knew it was dead wrong. They turned that back on that boy, and now all of a sudden, they, they just trying to get away from him. Man, he's talking about he's staying in a hotel? I mean,
2: where's
1: he an adult man?
2: Where's he staying at, Ashley? Yeah, I know has, you know. I don't know where, but it does say a hotel, and he's on house arrest, so he can't leave.
1: Yeah. Because he's a flea. Come you know, on, man. He's a flight risk. Yeah. Flight <laughs> risk. Yeah. Hank, did you
7: it's play basketball? That little boy ain't going nowhere. Did you play basketball at Murray State?
0: Huh? Did you play at Murray State? Is that what you said? Huh? He said he oh, went man. to Murray
1: State.
7: It's a, it's a great thing. As long as, as, as a, as a alum, hey, it's a beautiful thing to see them with the second longest uh, winning streak in college, in college basketball right now. Murray? The second longest winning streak. You know, Unbeknownst to the greatest winning streak, and that's the one down on, down in Lexington, 29 at all. Hey, everything is everything. You know, everything is everything right now for us. We win it. We take care of business. I heard people like Kelly and, uh, and Ashley talk about we ain't playing no ranked team since, you know, really we ain't even played none in, 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 in late December, because Little ain't really no ranked team. They a bunch of Rudy Poop and Poop Butts. But <laughs> we did play them, and they were so happy to be ranked at the time. So that's the last album. And then guess what? We turned around and took care of business against Arkansas. Not because they beat a 3 times rope, just because they was ranked and people saying all this may-say and stuff because they hate it. You know, it is what it is. But we took our business. Hey, Louisville sucks. Later, baby.
1: Enjoy the last weekend of college basketball's regular season. Two big games for Louisville, Notre Dame and Virginia. The Cats got it, Georgia and Florida. It's going to be a great week. We'll see you. Be sure to tune in
0: next Sunday from 10 until noon for more of the weekend sports buzz got
7: them yellow got them purples got them life hit it, make you boozy in your you could get me in my